We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, everything I talked about in the beginning, just in terms of his leadership and stability, I really think that the head coach needs to be able to captain the ship when the seas are storm, or the, when the seas have storms, and really keep everything settled. Uh, when you go through hard times and you can keep everyone together, to me, that's like the critical piece uh, in a big uh, in a market like this. Like you have to be strong. I mean. If he's jumping off the boat and everyone else starts jumping off the boat, it's a hot mess. Instead of the Chicago Bears fight song, they should just play Aerosmith's same old song and dance. <laughs> John, that's pretty funny. I had a friend of mine send me that cartoon of Spider-Man fighting Spider-Man. <laughs> Perfect. That is exactly right. It's a fair oh, question. It's, it's a definitely funny. a fair question of why... <laughs> You would reinvest in Matt Eberflus after 10 and 24 in its first two seasons. And, uh, yeah, it uh, creates a lot of uh, skepticism. It's not, a, it's not a hard thing for the Bears, a Bears fan to identify with, though, because it's so familiar. There's just a reflex. You know, they, have, they make a decision and you question it. And the decision to bring back Matt Eberflus created lots of questions. 312-644-6767. A lot of people want to check in. We'll start with, uh, with uh, they got to check. Is it batter? Is batter on the road? Batter up. Thank you. Uh, good morning, guys. The long-time listener, first-time caller. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. make a habit of it. That's all. Okay. Um, well, I, my idea was originally discussed, and you guys keep uh, shooting it down, but by keeping Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback, and you're saying it's going to be create a mess. Uh, so I, I, I have questions for you. If they keep Justin Fields, can they go for number two, or can they go for for that kid from uh, Michigan, JJ McCarthy? Hmm. I think that JJ McCarthy would be probably the fifth quarterback right now. That would go in the first round. It would be probably closer to the end of the first round than the beginning. Perhaps that'll change a lot of time before the draft. I just don't like the idea, Mully, of drafting a quarterback 
and keeping Justin Fields. Uh, if if you do that, you create questions about both guys. What you're saying is you don't believe in either necessarily. Right. Or at least next year, because next year has got to be a, a season in which you identify as a playoff season. That's got to be the goal. And if your standards aren't there after three seasons of Matt Eberflus, you're doing it wrong. And so to get to the playoffs, you want to either draft a quarterback or keep a quarterback and surround him with talent. And that quarterback's got to be able to lead you to the postseason. And that can't be unrealistic. And it would be, to me, to draft a quarterback at the end of the first round or later in the draft and think he's going to be that guy. Oh, let's try Jamal. He's in Tinley Park. Hey, Jamal. How you guys doing? You know what? I, I find Bears fans to be a bit um, delusional and, and jaded. And I say that because I realize we haven't won anything since 85. But to lay that at the footsteps of Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus to me is a bit disingenuous, right? Is it an organizational failure? Yes, it is. But these guys just got here. And so let's like kind of refocus. We all knew this was a rebuild, right? Ryan Poles came in with the worst cap situation in the NFL and turned that around in one year to have the best cap situation in the NFL. And I would say the most collection of talent that we've seen on the Bears roster in a long time. So that first year was a complete teardown to the studs, got mm-hmm. rid of everybody, and we all knew what it was, right? Matt Eberflus won three games. I heard all the talking heads and all the fans over the offseason that the Bears would be lucky to double that the following year. And what does Matt Eberflus do? He, he more than doubles that, right? So to sit here and pretend like this team is not making progress and this team is, yes, the goal next year should be the playoffs. But this team was devoid of talent just one year ago. So I think a lot of the talk is disingenuous because we knew where this team was at and we knew what situation they were in. So, yes, do we need to be better? We do. But to fire Matt Eberflus and go through a, a, a group of coaches that just got fired doesn't make sense to me. Like, we knew what this was, and we are progressive. So let's not pretend that it's anything other than that. So do you believe then that all the coaches should have been brought back? Is that your point? Or do you think that firing seven guys in the course of a season but but leaving the head coach to pick the new staff, does that make sense? I believe it does because we clearly all knew, right? If we, if we think about it, every every uh, Monday morning, we the radio, all the talking heads, there was a problem with the offense. The offense, the offense wasn't moving the ball, couldn't couldn't do anything on short yardage. You didn't have a go to on short yardage. So yes, I believe yes, you do have to make changes and adjustments. But to p- pretend that this was a Super Bowl team and that we were on our way somewhere when we all knew this was the second year of a, a, a total rebuild. So that to me is a bit disingenuous to pretend that this team was a Super Bowl-bound team and Matt Eberflus failed. This team actually could have won about 10 games this year. Jamal, I think it's a great phone call. I, I really do. I also think that's Bears I, math. I, well. They could have won 10 games. They won seven games. Why? Well, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that part of it. I, I think what he's saying, though, to me, does make sense in that the second year of a rebuild and, and embracing the continuity for things that you like or identify with is understandable given – there's two things that can be true here. If there were better options available and you could do the upgrade and Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel or guys that probably are more talk radio creations in terms of candidates than they are really really candidates, then I think then you need to pursue that, especially if your talk is big as Kevin Warren has talked. But 
if none of those goals are attainable or realistic, then I do understand what they're doing here. I mean, they're trying to reinvest hope or at least have some continuity I, for a program that has really lacked it badly. I, I understand what they're doing. I really honestly do. I also wonder if we have seen this before. If you've got a coach that you're matching up with a quarterback, if that's the route you go, and it probably is the right route, then how do you explain putting a guy on a one-year kind of – like let's say they don't win 10 games le- mm-hmm. next year. What if they don't make the playoffs next year? Does that mean that the coach has to go? And how do you do that if the quarterback – I just, I, I, it's a fair question, I, and I think it's one that people understand. ask in NFL cities all all the time. It's, but it's like what Bigsy was saying: if you if you have the right quarterback, but you don't win because of the coach, you get rid of the coach, and your quarterback's gonna be fine either way. Mm-hmm. If he's that good, now I'm not saying that is going to be the case, but it's it's probably the way the, they're approaching it. I, I look at what they're doing with Matt Eberflus, and I don't know this. I think that they probably look at him being popular with the players as, as a factor, which is ironic because I don't think it matters with the quarterback, no. but they have valued it with the coach. Yeah, that's crazy. They have placed a value on that because they think that it matters that he has changed the defense, that the players play hard for him, that he's kept things together for the, the rough seas that previously he helped create. But I think that is what they're leaning into. They look at him in many, much the same way that, let's go back 20 years that they viewed Lovey Smith. Now, Lovey Smith in his second year went to the playoffs, and that was easy and to Lovey justify. Lovey went through a lot of coaches. In his and Lovey here. went through a lot of coaches. Yep. The parallel is not necessarily in the record because uh, Lovey in the second year was better. The parallel is Lovey went through a bunch of coaches but always had the support of players who loved playing for him, and the organization loved him. Matt Eberflus, mm, it's a similar deal. Defensive-minded head coach who's popular with players and the organization I, and really I, and, values that. And again, you know, you can't make um, character a number one issue. And we've got football character in the locker room. And my God, look, Montez Sweat really cares, and and DJ Moore really cares. And then and then they back up their coaches, and you say, well, um, that's because that that's because the coach is so good. Those are really good character guys. They're going to back up whoever's coaching them. And I think that there have been some whispers about what they're practicing and how they're preparing for teams. I don't think that – I think that they appreciate what Eberflus did, and I think that he doesn't have any kind of – he has a lot of backing in the locker room because of, the, as he said, the relationships he's created. I also wonder – if um, if he were somehow replaced and another coach came in, would everybody then would all the great character guys suddenly turn on that coach? I don't know that that matters. I I think you know Olin Krutz spoke to this on the it was either the pregame or postgame about how you know having guys backing up the quarterback is exactly what you want, and it means that you got good players in your locker room. It also may mean that they would back up the next quarterback in just the same way. Yeah, well, I mean, that's true, but it didn't happen when they fired Mark Tressman after two years because the, the, he did not have that kind of support 
internally. And I think that that's just one example with the same organization. Coaches can lose control of the locker room, and football character is is not the ultimate determinant of what how good a team is going to be, but it does matter, especially when you're evaluating when you're evaluating, you know, whether or not to get rid of a coach after two seasons or not. I think the the they could have justified launching him, and I think they're trying to justify keeping him, and they're using that that kind of support that he has amongst players as one of the biggest reasons, even though it is it is easy to poke holes in because it's it's the same situation for the quarterback, and if you move on from him, what about you know where did that change? Let's try Coach Coach V once again. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. Uh oh, that happened twice with oh, Coach V. <laughs> you know, we're only going to give you about two more chances, just so you know. <laughs> we only have one timeout left. <laughs> Let's try Jim. He's in Clarendon Hills. Hi, Jim. Hey, gentlemen, good morning. Although not the reason for my call, I have a personal connection to both of you. Fellow Tommy Moore Tiger, uh, Molly, uh, absolutely. And, uh, David, I played uh, uh, college football with your son, or the son, your brother, Mike. So, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, cheers to that at Wabash College. Wabash always so, fights. Yeah, thank you very much, bud. Laugh. Um, hey, I know the guy who does the Instagram stuff for the Bears. Oh. He's a, he is a very capable young man. He's got two degrees from Johns Hopkins. He played, I won't use his name, but he played football there. And this guy's in the know, David and Molly, because he's in the draft room on draft day. So this isn't a mistake. So the fact that somebody's putting up caricatures of, uh, of number one uh, for the London game, um, he's he's more than uh, he's more than in the know about uh, stuff the organization is doing. Wow, that's huh. uh, insight. So maybe we should read into that, huh? What do you think? I I like hearing it. I like that. <laughs> what is it? Wabash I, never. Always... Wabash always fights. Okay, and I know who we were talking to. One heck of a college football player, Division three. He knows what he's talking about. I well, won't reveal him, but he was a heck of a player. I'll just say that Tommy Moore always fist fighting. So I don't know <laughs> if that counts, but it's the same type of thing. You better be able to take a punch for the love of God. Uh, Travis is uh, is in Lamont. Hey, Travis. Hey, uh, longtime listener. Appreciate you guys. Just going to get your thoughts on uh, who you guys would want to be the new offensive coordinator, and do you think the guy that they bring in – will be a potential coaching candidate if Matt Eberflus doesn't uh, make enough wins. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call, Travis. I, I don't think that would be realistic if if the offensive coordinator doesn't have enough success to have for the head coach to keep his job. I don't know how he would replace him. Uh, as far as who would replace him, what list do we have? Shane Waldron is the only one we know will be interviewed. That was news last night that broke. And he comes from the Seahawks. They'll take a look. You know, the, the usual suspects are, are familiar, interesting names. Eric Bieniemy, Frank Reich. Um, there's the – Shane Waldron. Yeah, Shane Waldron. He's, he's yeah. interviewing. Yeah, he he'd, said that. I think – He'd the, knock you down. He would deck you. <laughs> no. Sorry. 
the Waldron deck is in the South parking lot. The Philadelphia Eagles quarterbacks coach is, is also going to be on the list uh, probably. And uh, there'll be other guys that emerge. A lot of the names may not be familiar. They may not be uh, household names, but Luke Getze wasn't either before he was hired. How'd that turn out? Look how well he did. (laughs) JC's in Oak Lawn. Hey, JC. Well, hello there, fellas. How you doing? Hey, JC. How are you? Look, this is what I want to bring up. I did hear the other caller, and he did have, have a couple of points in stating that it was a rebuilding year. But let's also remember that Nagy had a better record after two years than Eberflus. And you're supposed to be going forward with Eberflus. I can't figure why, you know, and if they said it's the opportunity of a lifetime, it's the opportunity of a lifetime to also upgrade in the head coaching position. If you're rebuilding the team, if you're going to get a supporting cast to go around either quarterback, and if you do get the quarterback from Southern Cal, he'll run into the same problems if he doesn't have an offensive line and a supporting cast. And what do you guys think about that? And even Hmm. uh, Vrabel being a possible candidate, if they couldn't get uh, uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I like those ideas. I don't know how realistic those candidates were outside of, you know, or inside Hallis Hall. Outside of Hallis Hall, very popular, great conversation points. We talked about them all the time. We have a texter suggesting that Vrabel has been calling us, that he just can't get through it. That's Coach V. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe we're not taking his call. Why wouldn't we take his call? I like Mike Vrabel. I like that idea. What Why did you think of them saying that they're getting tons of calls from all over the league? Um, about the offensive coordinator position? Yes. That didn't surprise me. I don't know. I, I Look, I, you're talking to the wrong guy if you think that I don't view that job as a dead-end job. I, I think that we overstate that. Which, My opinion is the offensive coordinator position for the Bears. Oh, no. It's a, it's a really good it's job. It's a good job. Yes. It's you the, know why it's I, good? Because you, you get to run your own fiefdom. Yes, you do. You get to bring and, in and, your own quarterback coach, your own running backs coach, receivers coach. You, there's a lot to like Lame about that Lame duck, job. whatever. Uh, don't know where the quarterback is. Okay. Look, when you look at the opportunity to come to the Chicago Bears. Bears. In this city to coach football and have potentially the number one overall draft pick to coach. Come on. Speaking of Bears, we're going to bring in Mark Grody next. He Bears. was there. He was behind a lot of it. He asked questions. <laughs> he was an instigator. He was looking for trouble. He also he interpreted the Justin Fields equation a little bit differently maybe than we did. And he recently had a birthday we have to congratulate oh, gosh. for. Don't forget that. Did you get the cake? <laughs> I thought you got the cake. Oh, damn it. Dustin, quit. Get a cake pop from Starbucks. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bears. They're not going to change the, the name either. Like just on the jerseys, maybe. Like on the like on the sleeve. It's not going to happen. Oh, okay. Trust me. All right. Uh, you sometimes like to come on here and just kind of uh, make waves, whatever. I get what you're doing. Don't buy into it. It's Grody time, and that means it's time for Mark Grody with Mully and Haw. Bears. On 670 The School. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. You know when you hear that one song, oh, that yeah. is Grody Time! It's Grody Time, and next Wednesday night is also Grody Time. Score Overnights returns for a one-night special to honor the life of our friend, Les Grobstein. You just heard the grobber there coming in. Mark Grody will host the overnight of Tuesday night into Wednesday, 12 to 5 a.m., and share memories of the grobber and celebrate a Chicago sports radio icon. That's next Wednesday, starting at midnight, right here. On 670 The Score. Happy birthday, Mark. I hope you got the cake we sent. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's sitting outside or something because, yeah, I've have, I have not seen the cake. And Haw said he sent me some packages. I don't know. Maybe it's the post-Christmas. Everybody just kind of gets lazy. It's an ice that. cream cake. It'll keep. Yeah, it's, the, you know, those porch pirates. Yeah. Find out where they're eating. Look, my my birthday in my life has always been an afterthought. I have the worst birthday, January 9th, because it is after Christmas. It's after people's late Christmas parties. The last thing in the world people want to do is worry about my birthday. Do you know how many two-for-one gifts I've gotten in my life? It's really a ripoff. Yeah, that is uh, that's tough <laughs> stuff, man. I feel bad for you now, yeah, Brody. Now, now I wonder why we didn't send the cake. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. This is what happens, man. <laughs> All right, so you've sat through a lot of these things. What was different about yesterday, Mark? I think what was different was the the Kevin Warren factor that that he was the one to be talking about this organization. I thought it went in 
and that is to build a stadium. So that's where I am with him. Um, maybe I built it up in my mind for so long that because he's Kevin Warren, he's this magical, mythical sort of character that he was going to come in here and you know really make big changes, which he still might down the road. But for right now, he is clearly here to support his GM and his head coach. And number one still remains the stadium with Kevin Warren. I think it's interesting, Mark. I don't totally disagree. I, I, I came away from it a little bit baffled. And I think I said earlier for the first time, wondering if the rhetoric really matched the results. This lofty, you talk about dreams and you talk big. And we, we, we presented and projected Kevin Warren as a home run hitter. Taking big swings, yeah. retaining a coach who went seven and ten—that's just making contact. I, I don't know if that was consistent. And yesterday, I found myself for the first time wondering if we overstated the impact that Kevin Warren would have. I agree with that, David. I mean, I, I think we're kind of agreeing. I don't think I—the I, word that keeps coming to my mind—I don't think he said anything particularly profound when it comes to the the team and the the standards and sort of hey we better get this right now he he did talk in his you know introductory statement about how impatient he is and how you know that he hasn't slept in the last two days since losing to the Packers but that did not match up then when he was immediately asked well and I think it was by Dan Weeder if you know there's so much impatience you know paraphrasing why is everything kept the, the way it is essentially, except for the Luke Getzey and the offensive staff. And I don't overlook that. That's that's a big deal to have gotten rid of the offensive coordinator. But I do think, and I, David, I was a little bit surprised too. I mean, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways that he did not come in here and you know the, he uses great words. His answers are thorough, well-researched, well-thought-out. You can see why that, that when he gets in front of a group of people, he gets in front of the McCaskies, why he ran the NCAA. This is an impressive executive, but that's exactly what he is. He is a CEO of no matter what he is doing. So I, I don't think that at this point he feels comfortable being involved on the, the to, to, a, to a large extent on the football side. And that might change and he might impose his will down the road. But right now he's clearly sitting back on that. Um, I, I'm very curious what you heard regarding the quarterbacks and if you've seen the Instagram that shows Justin Fields leading the team in London. Oh, I have not seen that. They're going they, to London. You know, I know that. they're going You'll to London. There. Hopefully we'll all be there. Yeah. Well, Molly, I would love to go with you specifically just so you could show me everything when oh, we go to London. We, you, you will be. We, we would have a great time. I know we would. I, I promise you. Um, here's what I'll say. And I, and I put a tweet out last night. I'm glad I get a chance to, to talk about this because any tweet you put out about Justin Fields can get misinterpreted in any way, shape or form. And I will also say that all the things I'm about to say, I understand can be countered within the press conference that we heard. Um, and number two is, uh, please understand my position. I've been pretty critical of Justin Fields this year. And, it, it, you know, I have leaned towards time to move on from Justin Fields. But what I heard yesterday, what shined through more than the countering was that they seem to be looking for ways to keep 
Justin Fields. And I'll just run through and I listened to the whole thing again this morning to make sure I didn't think I was crazy. So I'll just shoot through some of the bullet points here quickly. You know, Ryan Poles, again, still going to need to be blown away. That's one of the things he said. Poles also talked about the standard and finding a quarterback. He was asked about that. He mentioned the human part first, the leadership part, their maturity, and then he talked about the tape. He talked about the ability to handle being a quarterback here in Chicago. Those things I all just mentioned sound like Justin Fields. Um, polls on drafting a quarterback and keeping Justin Fields. He said that there's a million different things going through his mind, but I'm sure that that is one of the scenarios. Another thing Paul said is that he does think that Justin Fields can lead this team. Um, Flew said that he'll continue to grow. Um, oh no, here, yeah, here, here's a key thing. I shouldn't just fly through this. And I listened to this again this morning. Matt Eberflew said he'll continue to grow as we grow this football team, as if it's going to happen. And, you know, that I understand sometimes people misuse their words, and maybe that's to create leverage and a potential trade, but Flus said that. Um, they also said the continuity part will be critical. So those are just some of the things. And I, like I said, I understand that within that there that there is a counter and that Brian Pohl said they got to look at everything, that they are in a unique position. Those things just shine through to me more than the counters to those things. And I didn't expect to feel that way. I didn't expect to go in there thinking what I think right now coming out of it, that there is a real chance that Justin Fields stays with the Bears. Interesting, Grody. I did not hear that as much as you did. I heard the general manager also include, in, in addition to the great points you just made, that he's going to remove emotion from the equation. And the further you get away from the season, I think the easier that will be to do. And I think what they did in, ex in explaining it the way that you just described is they left themselves a lot of wiggle room in terms of if they find something about Caleb Williams that they don't like or that they can't mm -hmm. live with. And if they do, then they're, they're protected because they believe all the things about Justin Fields, and they mean it, and that's good. Yeah. Because you have to. But I still think that once they make a football decision, it will be an easy one. Because if they find that he's a guy you can coach, then they're going to know he's a guy you can win with. Yeah. I mean, I, I truly don't rule out the, the possibility that they draft Caleb Williams. And like I said, or, or whomever they, they deem, maybe it's Drake May. We don't know. And I would like that. <laughs> that's, that's probably my opinion uh, that I would prefer that they take the big swing on that. But there just seems to be a lot of things that I did not necessarily expect. And I, I'd asked the question, David, about the, the locker room. And he did, you're right. He absolutely said that you have to remove the, the emotion from it. But on the other side of it, he also said that that matters, that, you, that that's a part that has to exist. Look, and I, I know that the, it's, it's probably unfair to start to talk about the character of Caleb Williams, and I personally don't know him, and have personally not done my my scouting or my homework on what the character might be. But just from little things you've heard, it's hard not to think that when when Ryan Poles is talking about how important character is in the locker room and all that, that he is thinking about things like that. That you really got to make sure that you find. And another big thing for Ryan Poles 
is can you handle this market and being the quarterback here? Now, Justin Fields has not been able to handle it really in terms of being a, a great quarterback who is consistent. He's intermittently good and all that, but he has been able to handle the, for the most part, the media part, the, the, the fans seem to love him that go to Soldier Field, the locker room and all of that. So, I mean, it's a fluid situation, but I came away some, some with some thoughts on fields that I did not expect to yesterday. Interesting stuff, Mark. Um, really appreciate your perspective on it. Did, did, anything, did anything really surprise you? Hmm. Uh, you know, in terms of any kind of uh, surprises, um, I don't think so. I don't think that there was anything. I mean, I thought it was good to hear uh, I guess maybe this was a little bit surprising that Ryan Poles, who has always told us that he's not going to, you know, discuss details about free agents or contracts, that he was pretty open in saying that they are going to get something done with Jalen Johnson. I think his words were Jalen is not going anywhere. So that was a refreshing thing. I think from Ryan Poles, if not surprising, um, I, I'd like to hear more specifics on what they're looking for still in an offensive coordinator. I know that they, they said that they would keep their minds open. Um, the big thing that I wanted to hear from them and what I think the bears should do offensive coordinator wise, I don't, I don't care uh, what they do, but they, they've got to have somebody with experience. I don't need necessarily the young, ex, you know, hot shot next guy, uh, because I think that's what they were looking for in Luke Getze. I want somebody who has experience and somebody who has done it before and somebody who can call the plays, design plays, and uh, and develop a quarterback all at the same time. Because we know with the flaws that I think Matt Eberflus might still have, that you have got that that is that offensive coordinator position again in this city is just incredibly important. Quickly, Grody, didn't the Chicago inclusion from Kevin Warren surprise you a little bit? The fact that he still believes that Chicago could be a viable site for the next stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I loved hearing that. And that's one of the, the pieces of tape that I chose to play yesterday, right after the press conference on Parkinson Spiegel, because that idea personally excites me. Um, I don't know. My gut still says, guys, that this stadium will be built in Arlington Heights, um, just from everything that I've heard and even from hearing stuff yesterday. But look, you know, Kevin Warren does talk a good game about loving the city of Chicago. And I love that he loves the city of Chicago. I mean, that's the stuff that, you know, as, as you guys know, being from here or from the area, that's the kind of stuff that gets you personally excited. Like, yeah, build that stadium in Chicago. But I think that, he, and this is where Kevin Warren is masterful. He is so good at, like, we could have probably named any city. I mean, the South Lot came up, but we probably could have named any city. And Kevin Warren could have given 10 to 12 great bullet points on any one of those cities and why the stadium should be there. So I think that that's where he is great at his job and why I do trust him to get it right when it comes to the stadium. But if I had my choice, guys, I'd love it if they built a new stadium downtown. Great stuff. Appreciate it, Mark. Always a joy. Thanks, Brody. Happy birthday. Bye, guys. Looking forward to my birthday party with y'all. Yep. Bye. We're, we're going to make it happen. That is that's our guy, Mark Brody. What a wonderful man. We got Nick Costos joining us next. He is the uh, the king of the prop bet. Maybe we'll get a prop bet off him.
There's a lot of football going on. That's the idea. Six games, three days. All right. Mully and Hall on the score. I want winners. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. And on the line is the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Nick Costos. Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast and Nick joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW local nine Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Nick, good morning. How you holding up? What's going on guys doing great. Jacked up for super wild card weekend. A lot going on in the world of sports and in football. How's it going? Doing well. Got a coaching you know, we, search yeah. underway for an offensive coordinator. Yeah. The bears had their state of the uh, situation addressed yesterday. The so, state of nothing to worry about yeah. here. Yeah, which is like, yeah, kind of like the state of let's keep doing the same thing over and over again and hope it works this time. I hope it works. Um, yeah, I think, like, obviously, worst case scenario is it works out the way the last two did, right, with Fox and uh, and Trubisky, and then obviously uh, with with with, uh, with, uh, with Fields and Nagy and Eberflus, then hopefully this works out and Eberflus isn't fired after next year, potentially with the new rookie quarterback and a new coach having to come in in year two. We'll see. Hmm. All right, so Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, I, I prefer to think of it as just a wild card, but they want to throw the word super. David well, because you have to pay money to watch one of the games. Well, that's, that's why. it. Yeah. yeah, David said super duper. That I'd would be that. better. But, yeah, I'm wondering what's the best game, what's the best bet for the weekend? Uh, I Oh, man, this I, I hate. Oh, God. I'd almost like I don't even want to like say this out loud because it's a miserable bet to place. Well, actually, one I think is fun. I'll give you two, and we can talk about the other games if you want. Um, one is really fun, and the other is absolutely miserable. Which one do you want to start with? Miserable. Oh, yeah, let's right. get miserable. All right. Well, let's go to uh, let's go to Arrowhead on Saturday night, where uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will entertain the injury-riddled and ravaged Miami Dolphins in a game that is likely to be played at about like zero degree temperature. Now. Win, not really expected, so this is just going to be like a brutally cold game in Kansas City on Sunday night. The Chiefs obviously sat their starters last week, still beat the L.A. Chargers in just a mind-numbing football game that took points off your IQ if you watched it or bet on it, like I did, which was very stupid. But uh, So the Chiefs come into this game rested, obviously, with the thought being that maybe they're in the playoffs now, maybe they can kind of turn it on. And the last we saw, Miami lost on Sunday night at home in a must-win game for the AFC East to the Buffalo Bills. And now i got to go again in like sub-zero temperatures to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. So everyone kind of knows everything that's happening in this game, that Miami's really injured, that Tua's got to go outdoors, the Dolphins are a finesse like, like South Florida team, and that Kansas City's rested. So all of that is already, guys, like priced into the betting market. So if you're showing up, you meeting the person listening, and you're like, oh, I love Kansas City, like you can still win your bet. This isn't me saying that Kansas City like is not going to win the game by five points or more. Just that like it's in there already. I actually think the number has gone out way too far here. You want to tell me like Miami is like a three, three and a half point underdog in the game? I have like no no issues with that. Once we start getting into this range where it looks like Waddle and Mostert are both going to play, I, I'll play, I'll take the four and a half with the Dolphins. May God have mercy in my soul. So that's Saturday night. That's the miserable one. The fun one will be Sunday night with the Lions and the Rams and the Stafford Bowl, the Goth Bowl, the McVay Bowl. This one's going to be awesome. And uh, I think it's going to be a really public 
and square bet this week. I think everyone's going to like it. But hey, those bets don't always lose. I think the Rams are going to win on Sunday night. Rams rested all their key guys last weekend. The Lions played everybody last weekend. And think about this. I'll boil it down to just the simplest, um, the lowest common denominator here. Better head coach, Rams. Better quarterback, Rams. I think the Rams go into Detroit, win the game. If you want to take plus three, you can do that also on Sunday night. I'm with you. I am with you. I love that pick, Nick. I love it. What about the Dolphins? Do you love that one yeah, or yeah. no? Maybe not so much. <laughs> I want you to tell me this. Explain to me how the Steelers are getting 10. I know it's the Steelers and the Bills. I know it's a mismatch, but that's a lot of points in a playoff series, in a, in a playoff round. So I'll, I'll try to be really quick with what's happening in this game here. So I think that with – so TJ Watt's not playing. And TJ Watt is the most valuable non-quarterback to the point spread in the NFL. And he's more valuable than some quarterbacks to the point spread. Like, the Pittsburgh stats, winning and losing, covering spreads, not covering spreads, with and without Watt, are absolutely insane. He's insanely valuable to this team. So I think that, and then like the organic difference between the two teams, home field advantage for the Bills in a playoff game, I think gets you to this number. So like I have no issue with the point spread being what it is. Now, what makes this interesting from a betting perspective, guys, and think about it, right? You guys are in Chicago. Think about what it's like outdoors in Chicago in January. Same thing kind of in Buffalo, right? Where we may have like historic wins in this game. That's why the total is what it is at 36. That's not because like people think the offenses are terrible. It's because the win might be insane. So if we get to Sunday, and believe you me, everyone's going to be talking about this on Sunday morning because the teams might not be able to throw the ball in the game, like gusts maybe up to 50 miles per hour. And if that's going to be the case, so you can't make these bets now, you can't bet this game right now until you know more about what the weather's going to be. I actually think the Steelers can cover the spread and maybe even like keep it close into the fourth quarter. If the wind is really bad, neither team can throw and both teams have to lean on the run. So again, like if you're betting this game, I don't think you can bet it now. I think you have to wait until closer to kickoff. Let's see what the weather is like in Buffalo. This may be like a non-functional passing game for both of these teams. Nick, any prop? We just need one prop because you are the prop king. Oh, man. I, I, I don't really have like my stuff set yet. Let me let me see what I can do here. How about we do um, – let's do a little revenge angle here. How about Tyree Kill over-receiving yards oh. against his former team coming up on Saturday night in a, in a big-time hashtag revenge spot? Also, I would look at Kyron Williams' rushing yards on Sunday night for the Rams at the Lions, where I think, obviously, like, Cup and Nakua will draw a lot of attention there. Kyron Williams has been amazing this season. You can definitely run on the Lions, and he just got a week of rest. Those would be two that I would look at off the top of my head. Thank you, King. Thank you very much, Nick. Good My fun. royal subjects, and your, it is much appreciated. <laughs> Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. <laughs> if stuff. I were king, I would line up some people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, but uh, I'm not, mercifully. I love his pick of the Lions getting beaten by the Rams. I just think that is going to be – that's the game I'm looking forward to the most, and I think it could happen. Texter checks in Miami 0-36 when the temperature is under 36. It's going to be well under 36. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Bundle up, to a. There you ain't in go. Hawaii anymore. Yeah, that's right. That's that's an issue. All right, that is our guy, Nick Costos. We should tell you he is the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos, Insider Calls, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We're going to bring in Mark Potash of the Sun-Times. We're going to talk about what was learned and what wasn't learned with uh, with Mark uh, 
concerning yesterday's Bears news conference. Molly and Hall on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.